Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Hello and welcome back to the Improver Network Podcast. Here we are on episode three. And episode three is part two of three in the series that we're in on a model for improvement and a three-prong approach to just making your life, making your business better. And so last week we talked about this idea of the content and how what you put in influences what comes out and why it's really important to make sure you're putting the right content in. This week, we're really going to be focusing on community. It's our favorite. Yes. I know we were kind of discussing earlier how we could probably just go on for hours on this, but we're not going to make this podcast hours uh, as a favor to our listeners. You're we're going to spare you. <laughs> but uh, we're really excited about uh, this topic because it's made such a huge impact. You know, there's an old saying that's been around for quite some time that says, you're going to be the same person 10 years from now that you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. You've heard that before? Yep. Yeah, I think um, I think that makes a lot of sense. But to me, it needs maybe just a little bit of a refinement, especially in our current day and age, because really, you know, books and information is readily available uh, with the click of a mouse or a tap of a phone. You can really get access to any data or tips or facts that are out there. So information is out there. And then also people to meet are out there. Networking is man, it's just social networking, online networking has really changed the game on meeting people. And so uh, you can connect with someone in moments around the globe. And so it's incredible. But yet we are still in this weird stage where we've got more information than we've ever had. And we've got the ability to make um, new introductions and build, start relationships easier than ever. But yet it's not happening. Uh Seems like people are lacking wisdom, they're lacking the knowledge that they need, and they're lacking the real connection. And that's why I think that that phrase, instead of thinking about the books you read and the people you meet, would be better stated. It's really about the content that you're learning and absorbing, and it's about the real connections that you're making. It's about those real relationships. So if you want to change the trajectory of your life over the next 10 years, you got to change the content you're putting in, and you got to change the community that you're around, the people that are in your circle and the relationships that are closest to you. Right. You want a community that has the same goals as you, that's, um, that has the same mindset that you do. And I was just thinking, we we are in a we are in a time period where we replace connections with information. So we know a lot about a lot of people, but we're choosing not to necessarily connect deeply with them. Yeah, and that's really what we want to encourage today and talk about in that. And if last week when we talked about content being related to the head, and really the way of doing that is to make sure you're getting the right enlightenment, the right education on it. Today, community is really dealing with the heart. Mm-hmm. Now, community affects what's in your head, right? I mean, you get in the right community, they'll help you learn things. But really, community is a heart thing because it's all about relationships. Right. Uh, relationship. Kind of- Go yeah, ahead. just kind of refining those rough edges. Th- that's exactly right. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to think about relationships in a logical, this isn't you pulling out your spreadsheet and making a calculation out of it. Relationships are really uh, what uh, 
it encourages your spirit, what lifts mm-hmm. you up, what helps you to stay in line with your purpose, mm-hmm. uh, the like-mindedness and unity there. And that's more than just a mathematical calculation right. or, you know, the pros and cons list of like, I think this person should be my friend because it just makes sense. Right. You it know? tends to happen <laughs> organically as you find out similarities between yourselves. Yeah. And so this is so important because really the opposite of community uh, it means a lot of things, but really loneliness. Right, isolation. Yeah, that isolation, that loneliness. And I think more now than ever in light of the pandemic that the whole globe has been through over the past couple of years has really just um, supercharged uh, the loneliness that a lot of people feel. And I'm sure you've seen this and probably talked with people. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I've seen I've seen it with my own children with their social media. They tend to think that that's that's a community and and it's this false pretense that just because you're connected uh, online means that you're in a deep relationship with somebody and that you're allowing them into your life. Yeah. There's a 2021 social pronoun poll that came out at the end of the year that found that 36% of Americans say they felt more lonely now than ever. And that's, that doesn't mean that's just the only ones that felt lonely, but they feel more lonely now than they ever have. And that was at the end of 2021. As we've gone into 2022 and we're experiencing this year, you know, there's inflation is up, gas prices mm-hmm. is up, you know, uh, sometimes in places people, their wages are down. Uh, the real estate market is having a correction right now. And so this is even magnifying in some people's situation, this loneliness factor. Now, uh, one of the people that I'm a fan of is Dr. John Deloney. Uh, we call him Double Doctorate John because he's got two doctorate degrees. He's an author, a mental health expert, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show. Uh, he does have those two PhDs. And one of the quotes that uh, he shares in his book is, Loneliness is the chief enemy of our modern world. When we're lonely, we make up stories about why we're hurting. And then connection heals anxiety. So when you first hear that quote, what comes to mind for you when you think about this idea of loneliness versus connection? You keep mentioning deep connections. Mm-hmm. Well, what sticks out to you about that? The first thing I think of is when he says we make up stories about why we're hurting is, once again, I think I referenced it a couple podcasts ago, the, the book Crucial Conversations and how we make up conversations in our head about why we're feeling this way or we justify our opinions or our perspectives. So when we're in a community, though, a lot of times those perspectives are righted by somebody else who's able to see it um, from an outside view and able to see both both parties. And so connection heals anxiety. If you're able to verbally process something out loud in a community, we always talk about in our home that allowing our children to speak and tell us their ideas allows us to correct kind of bad theology. But if we're not willing to listen and be a part of a community, then sometimes these things we're thinking don't verbally, um, don't ever get verbally said, and then we're not able to have them corrected. And, and iron sharpens iron. We always need refinement and correction, and that's what you get in a community. Yeah, because otherwise we magnify those things and we just think, man, I'm so horrible at this, or this thing was such a mistake, or I mm-hmm. failed at this thing. But then whenever someone else tastes that meal or looks at that art, they're like, wow, this is amazing. And you go, wow, I just had made up this whole thing about how bad (laughs) life was or this thing was. And it really wasn't that bad, but we magnified it and made it uh, made it big. And so uh, these stories uh, about why we're hurting leads to leads to that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's another book out there by John Acuff and would really recommend this to you. It's called Soundtracks. And I love the premise of it because it feels like, (laughs) you know, this idea that we play these soundtracks in our mind and we tell ourselves these stories over and over again. And really those stories many times shape 
our actions. Mm -hmm. And like we discussed on our last episode, your actions lead to habits over time, and your habits are what lead to the results. So if you want different results, you got to change your habits, which means changing your actions, which means changing those stories that you say. And community can help you write more um, accurate stories, uh, really ground them uh, in truth. Because none of us have the corner of the truth in our own, like our truth is not uh, the right truth, right? It doesn't, just because we think it's true doesn't make it true. So by having other people around us, they can say, no, you're actually uh, you're actually off on that one. So they can write that. What else about that uh, quote really uh, sticks out to you? Well, it says it's the chief enemy of our modern world. And if we're going to talk about the enemy, we know that you know, the adversary, Satan, he loves to isolate us. It's, it, it describes him as a prowling lions. And if you know anything about lions, they tend to look for um, any animal that is separated from the herd that's not a part of its community because it's not protected. It doesn't have anybody else watching out for it. So the lion always goes after the, the one little goat that got yeah. separated <laughs> from the flock. Yeah, absolutely. I'm laughing, but that's kind of sad. Yeah. Well. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> right, so... Yeah, definitely uh, community helps um, with safety, but not just the physical safety in that illustration, but your emotional safety and security and stability there. Uh, So when you think about community, it can really help us improve several areas of our life. And one of the areas that we talk about in community is this area of purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you think about purpose, the way we're using that word is to say, uh, this is your mission, this is your assignment, this is what you were put on this planet to do. And so is it possible to really live out your purpose to the fullest if you're not living in community? I would I would say no. I don't I don't think so. You're not going to have the accountability that you need to reach your purpose if you've set goals for yourself and there's nobody around to hold you to that. I don't know that you can. And also you're losing out on a bunch of cheerleaders and support who are going to back you as you reach that purpose. If if anything's worth doing, it's worth doing right, and that means there's going to be hard times as you reach towards that purpose and without encouragement from a community, you can easily give up or you can easily set the bar lower for yourself if nobody else knows that you set a a high bar or a goal if you haven't reached out to your community to let them know. Absolutely. And I definitely think that if you are trying to live out God's purpose for your life, I don't think you can live that out apart from community. One, because everybody's purpose always involves others. None of our purposes in life are just me-focused. If you think, if you look at your purpose statement or what's driving you and what you think your uh, reason for being on this planet is, and it involves you and your own happiness and just your own desires and everything is wrapped up in you, then you're really missing the boat anyway. And Absolutely. so your purpose should always involve uh, serving the greater good in some way and serving your fellow man. Uh, but even if you know your purpose and you're on the right track, I think you're going to get discouraged, you're going to get distracted and eventually derailed mm-hmm. uh, from actually fulfilling that purpose if you're not in community. And that, can I throw in a really yeah. good visual for for that? There are all these networks of roots underground for the for the really t- tall are they the the sycamore trees right there's the is it sequoia or sycamore sequoia i think is what you're thinking sequoia. about those big ones especially in california yes yeah the huge sequoia trees and so you've got to know that they've got these massive root systems underground and what you may not know is that a lot of times these root systems connect and they're a network underground and so sometimes they actually send signals to one another they'll 
they'll say, hey, I've got termites coming or, you know, something like that. But a lot of times, too, if a sequoia root sees that one tree is not getting the amount of nutrients they need, they'll actually break off their own root system to allow another root to grow deeper from another tree. And so that's really this idea of community. In a community, if you see somebody who who needs, you know, we say in our community that um, we're all in the, in the seasons of giving and taking, right? And maybe right now mm-hmm. it's my season to give, and then there's going to be a season of taking. But if you're not living life in community, you may never be able to be Um, the blessing that somebody needs, you may never be able to give. And then in the same turn, when it's your, when it's your season of taking, somebody else isn't going to be there to bless you. And so that root system, I just think is, is a perfect visual of community. Yes. No, it makes a lot of sense uh, to me. And kind of along with that, uh, another thing with community that helps reinforce is not only your ultimate purpose and uh, how those roots support you in that, but also your principles, which Mm -hmm. are going to be tied in you know, with your purpose. And I know that in our life, you know, we've seen that our community helps to shape our values and what yep. do we hold most important? And and we have to make decisions in life and we have to prioritize. And so how do we prioritize? Well, our community obviously affects that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know that in my own life, when I've looked at some of the values that I've been confused about, many times what I could do is I could reach out to those people in community and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this, and I don't know if I should go this way or this way. And what they're really doing when they give me advice important to me is they're shaping that. Right. And I don't make my decisions based on one other person's or even the the majority of people, but they do inform. And many times what you find is is that if a community has a certain value in there that many times they can help you to discover if that value is for you or not. And so, and if you're letting people into your life, then you're, you're allowing them to watch your decisions play out in your life. And so sometimes if, if we've got to make a decision about what's important to us, what's a priority, what is a principle for us, we have access to a lot of our friends' lives and we can say, Hey, you know, when the Winsteads did this, we saw the effect. So we're going to follow through and live out that principle as well. Absolutely. You get the benefit of uh, seeing their experiences uh-huh. and the results of those because, you know, the School of Hard Knocks is a very powerful teacher, but we don't always have to go through that. We can uh, we can learn from our own experiences, but we can also learn from other experiences. Right. Okay, so really we just talked about how community can help us with our principles and values and also help us stay aligned with our purpose and mission. We've got a couple more things, but let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. This episode is brought to you by The Improver Network. Members of The Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. Okay, and we are back continuing our conversation on community and why this matters if you want to improve and live a healthy life as an improver. So we had already talked about how uh, community can assist us and stay in focus on our purpose and on our mission, and then how it also can affirm and help us strengthen mm-hmm. our values and bring clarity there. Uh, another big area is how community affects our passion and how this gives us energy and it refuels us. 
in that. And I know that, again, we've talked several times on this call about our uh, families being in community together along with some other families. So whenever we think about refueling and re-energizing, like, uh, can you think of an example of where we've uh, actually had that happen? Yeah. For us, for Adam and I, our families, our, our blood relatives, they're all the way out in Alabama. And so for us, when we first moved here, holidays were kind of sad for us. We didn't have anybody to celebrate Father's Day with and Easter and St. Patrick's Day and the 4th of July. But all of a sudden, we threw ourselves into a community at church with people with the same principles and values. And now we really look forward to these holidays because we we normally host the 4th of July. We have another family who normally hosts the Kentucky Derby. I know that's not a holiday, but it gives you... <laughs> reasons to to be excited and to want to celebrate and to really re-energize. Yeah, and, you know, we don't even uh, call you guys our friends, right? We say it's family because Mm -hmm. uh, we're the same way. We moved out here, and a lot of our family was left back in our original home state. And so, you know, uh, our friends kind of got smashed into family, and Mm -hmm. so we've got our family that's there. But, yeah, we get a lot of energy. And, you know, we talk about passion and energy and being refueled. This is really about just keeping our zeal for life. Right. And because if we didn't have that, it's so easy just to get isolated and then you kind of turn inward and you just spend a lot of time uh, just at home, you know, watching TV. And that's maybe fun for just a little bit. But really, as a lifestyle, that doesn't keep you going. That doesn't keep your blood uh, moving. It doesn't mm-hmm. keep your energy levels up. Uh, really being able to do recreation together and so little things like going to the park, doing the pool parties, that's a lot of fun. But that those little things add to the excitement. And none right. of them, I think, on their own are necessarily life-changing, but it's almost like that's the, the 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 grease for the wheels that keeps it moving along. And it's like, if you take that out, all of a sudden things get rougher and it eventually just stops. And so there are some of you out there that you really are missing this. You're really missing this, um, this part of having a community that comes alongside and helps to give you energy. And you don't know why you feel so down. You don't know why you're so discouraged, but it's because you don't have this community that you're living life with and you've been trying to do it solo. Right. So you need to be thinking about that. And we're going to give some practical steps in a few moments on how to engage in community and begin to build that. And if you do have community and you're going, hey, I know what you're talking about. I've got friends that we travel together, mm-hmm. and I've got a neighborhood, and we get together and do events, and it's exciting, and it's encouraging, then be grateful for that. Call and tell them thank you. Send them a message and say, you know, this is going to be a little bit cheesy, but I'm glad you're my friend. Like, reinforce that and uh, celebrate it. And so the last little thing I want to talk about with community here is not just a broader community where you've got shared values and where you do events and things together, but really this idea of community and the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of the inner circle is, is this is the ones that, you know, they always have the yes, right? I mean, if it's the middle of the night yep. phone call or whatever, they're there. And a lot of you out there listening, if you had an emergency in the middle of the night, I want you to ask yourself this, do you have someone that you know you could call? And the truth is, statistically, a lot of you guys don't. And I want to encourage you, you got to start working on deepening some relationships so that you have someone that you can reach out to if you are in a time of need, because your inner circle is there for you in that. They're there to provide support in emergencies. They're there to provide encouragement. They're there to give you wisdom. They're helped you to identify blind spots. Right. When you think about an inner circle and some of the people closest to you, what are some other things, anything else come mm-hmm. to mind that's like they also do for you? 
yeah, I have I have two women who I know are going to ask me about some of my goals or some of the things I've asked them to hold me accountable to. And if I'm not ready or willing to give them an answer, then they're going to ask me why. And and I love I love those ladies. I love the fact that if I say, hey, I have a, do- a doctor's appointment on this day, I know that morning I'm going to get a text or a phone call that says, I'm praying for you today. I need to know what the doctor says. I need to know everything. I need to know how I can support you. I love that these ladies know on this night, you know, I'm going to need a meal. It's, I don't even have to ask. They're just so involved in my life that they're, they're going ahead and stepping in and being community to me. Yeah, so that inner circle has a lot of benefits, and really you were just talking about accountability mm-hmm. uh, on it. And your inner circle, you know, these people need to have freedom to ask you questions and to be able to say things that other people can't do. Right. Uh, you know, we talked about the yes being on the table, but sometimes your inner circle are the people who they're the ones actually able to say, no, this isn't right, or no, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And they can speak, you know, honestly with you, and they don't have to try to pretend on it. They're not sugarcoating anything they, for That's you. right. You know, they come out and they ask you like, hey, are you sure about this? Have you really thought about, you know, this angle on it? So they are bringing up uh, the other perspectives and helping right. identify blind spots. They'll also call you out and say, hey, that was wrong. That was inappropriate. Hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. And so an inner circle is really good for you in that. And so really uh, inner circle provides that accountability, but it also provides a uh, mentorship. Mm-hmm. It provides encouragement. You need to have cheerleaders in your inner mm-hmm. circle. At the end of the day, you want people to call you out, but you also want them to be able to affirm you because they care about you. Right. And so inner circle is so important. So you got to have this community uh, that you are a part of that is really like an A circle and B circle. The B circle, man, you've got some like-minded people that you can surround yourself with, that you can do bigger events with, uh, that you can encourage and sharpen and things like that. You've got that on a bar, but then you got that A circle, that inner circle that's like, these are your closest people. And if you're missing either or both of those, you're just going to find yourself struggling right. a lot more as you try to improve and make progress because you're just going to get discouraged. You're going to be doing things the wrong way. You're going to be trying to do them alone and that hinders your ability to actually improve. And if I can throw something out there within that inner circle, don't think it has to be maybe if you're a mom of, you know, elementary age kids, it doesn't have to be another mom with elementary age kids. One of my um, favorite people in the world is um, an older widow at our church. And I go to her for so for so many things. I see her as a mentor. I see her as part of my inner circle. I really appreciate the relationship of me going to her and saying, hey, you've been there. You've done that. Just please tell yes. me what you've learned. And, you know, I just I just gleaned so much wisdom from her. And, and I hope that I'm able to provide something back in that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, finding people that are in your life age or stage is really good, but it also mm-hmm. is good to go outside of that to be able to get even broader perspectives. And I really want to uh, clarify a little bit too, when we talk about like-minded people being in not only your inner circle, but your greater uh, community, this doesn't mean you agree on absolutely everything. It doesn't mean that you share all the same opinions, like all the same things, but it does mean there's enough of a common thread that it's holding you together and that it truly is community and that there's care uh, and there is connection there that actually brings you together. So, when we think about community, we're seeing how important it is, and we know the. We already talked about loneliness as just one of the negative effects. There's other, you know, effects of not living in community that just comes from, you know, having to constantly pay for every service that you need instead of be able to rely on each other to to support you, maybe on that. And and there's other big things uh, with not having community in it. But 
So if people are going, look, I see the bad things, I want the good things, but but what do I do? Like I've been burned before. Like I tried to get into community, I wasn't accepted, or uh, you know I was in a community and I got betrayed, or my feelings got hurt, or I, or maybe I just couldn't make it happen. Like mm-hmm. I never felt the connection. So when we think about habits and action steps that people can take to tr- to give this community thing a try, to, to give it a try again, what could we say on that? I would say too, if you have been hurt, well, that's because we're we're humans, and and that's part of being in community too. It's being willing to forgive and ask for forgiveness. But if you're gonna be in community, I would say put yourself out there and and you know introduce yourself, invite people over, be willing to host without worrying about what your home looks like. Just have people over and invest in them. Don't worry about how clean or how big or how fancy your house is. Show them that you're interested in them. And to just be willing to relate to them and let them know, hey, I walked through the same things. I, you know, I'd love to support you in this area. I think it takes a lot of vulnerability. I think it just means being willing to um, just really go deep with somebody. You want the connection with them and to show them that and to show them how important um, relationships are and what you value. Yeah, yeah, and I I love all of what you're saying there, but one of the things that really stuck out to me is the thing you're talking about. We feel this pressure that we've got to have everything together before uh-huh. we can invite people in. And, you know, the irony is is that if we look at what we appreciate when we're on the receiving end, we appreciate authenticity more than we do polish. Absolutely. We actually, in some ways, appreciate it when people are real and they don't <laughs> have it all together. And, like, we love that on our end, but yet we convince ourselves that, if we're seen as not perfect and polished uh-huh. on the other side, that people won't accept us. And that's right. that's really just a lie from the enemy, and it's something that keeps us from having people over. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. Bring them in. Take the initiative as part of this. Like, yes, you may get let down. There's going to be some people who are going to say no, or maybe they say yes and then don't show. But don't let the no's and don't show's get in the way of those who do show because right. it could be that you opening your door to some potential friends, to some neighbors, to someone else, that may be the beginning of some relationships that can absolutely change the trajectory of your life. So other than taking initiative, hosting events, uh, any other thing really come to mind as far as practical steps uh, to take? I would say just be be willing to, to fellowship with one another and be willing to celebrate with people when they have victories and be willing to grieve with people when they're... Yeah grieving. Um, it's not always going to be perfect in a community. So, uh, the Bible talks about, um, you know, there's a time to grieve and there's a time to mourn and there's a time to celebrate. So be willing to do it all. Yeah, absolutely. And it is about doing life together and, and walking those mountaintops and then going down into those valleys together. It, Mm -hmm. uh, definitely makes a difference. Uh, also think about hobbies and things. You may have to learn something new, you know, you may have to do something outside of your comfort zone and, and that's okay. You know, when we travel together or we do different events, sometimes it's like, ah, I'm not really the kind of person who does that, but you do it because of the community. And the next thing you know, you may really enjoy that, or that turned out to be, you know, a fun experience. Um, so those are fun, but also doing simple things like board game nights or, or going bowling or something like that can really help to enhance community. Um, so when an improver is thinking about this and they're going, okay, you know what, I get this, I can make those steps and I can do that. What does that have to do though with the improver network and the fact that we're building a network and we're saying this is one of our three uh, prong approach to helping improvers improve. Um, So when we think about community there, 
we've got a few different benefits uh, that we have there. And one of those would be is that we do uh, open coaching calls. And I know you've taken a part in these types of coaching calls before, uh, and these are virtual. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have some groups that sometimes meet in person, but a lot of these are virtual. Mm -hmm. And so what has been something you've picked up on being on these uh, virtual uh, coaching calls with other people in the community? I've really been re-energized after these calls. And so one part of community is that they're refueling you. You're, they're kind of igniting this this passion. And maybe there's been something that you just couldn't get your head around and therefore you lost your passion and you gave up on it. Well, being a part of this virtual call um, just allowed me to see all these these great things that these other people were pursuing and kind of refueled and reignited my love. For one thing, I was... I, w- I was I wanted to learn another language, but I just didn't know how. And just hearing how some of these these other women were taking large steps to grow a business or or do impossible things, I thought surely I can I can get back into the swing of of, of spending ten minutes a day on a language. So just little things like that, but also seeing that there in this culture, sometimes I feel like nobody else has the same principles that we hold so dearly, or maybe they don't feel as passionately as I do. But being on these calls, it really just reminded me that there are like-minded You're not people. alone. That's such yeah, a big message because it's so easy to feel like we're alone, mm-hmm. in, especially when it comes to our values. Like, man, nobody else holds important what I do. And so right. it's great when you meet somebody else and you share that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so those are some benefits of definitely those, uh, those calls. And uh, those are just our open coach calls. We actually have something called MAPS groups. And when you think about a map, what does it help you to do when you're traveling? Helps you get from point A to point B, B, right? The fastest way. The fastest, most efficient way. You really want to map that out according, or it may not be the fast or efficient, but it's whatever way you deem most important. So maybe if you want to take the scenic route route or what have you. So it's identifying that right destination and also the right directions to get there. Uh, But maps also, you know, help you to avoid uh, detours. You know, I love, uh, you know, I can't. All the whole uh, paper maps out there, they couldn't account for the detours and stuff, mm-hmm. but Google Maps and all is so cool now because, right. you know, it shows you. Well, that's part of what our maps groups do is they always say, you're at point A and you're trying to get to point B. Uh, what are the steps you need to take to get there? How can I help you with that? How can I help you to, uh, uh, you know, avoid those detours and overcome the hazards in the road? Uh, maps groups help with just the directions and signs along the way. They help to give encouragement as we hit bumps in the road and we go through storms on our journey. And then also these MAPS groups are great because we share the journey together. Right. You know, wherever you're going in life, the destination will be great if you reach Mm -hmm. it, I'm sure. But you know what makes it better is taking people along with you and being able to share in that experience. And so that's what these MAPS groups do. So part of how the Improver Network comes alongside uh, professionals and people trying to grow personally is we have these maps groups, we have these open coaching calls. Mm -hmm. We also have what we call our friends level networking events. And so some of these are online, some of these are in person, but these are meant just to facilitate uh, relationships. We have an online community. We kind of have almost like a Facebook, but not a Facebook, uh, where you can log on and you can comment, like, react, share posts. Uh, you can uh, engage with others on that and build uh, that community. And so lots of different ways to interact. But we really want to encourage you out there uh, to make sure that you are in a community. And this is especially for those believers out there. Uh, sometimes the enemy has uh, told you that it's okay 
that you try to walk your faith out in isolation, that it's really just meant to be one-on-one and nobody else. But let me just call that out and tell you that's a lie. You really need other believers walking alongside you in your, your faith walk. You need to be a part of a biblical community where you're spurring one another on to good works. You're meeting together regularly, and you are doing these things that we talked about. So really, any improver, anybody in any walk of life needs community. Absolutely. But the believers, to improve how you live, learn, work, and play, you need community more than ever. Right. And the Lord talks about how he he existed in community from the beginning. It was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so and he created us in his image. And so um, I don't want you to think that it's it, you're needy if you need a community. No, that's the way you were designed to live is in community with others. Yeah, and you may even have to adjust the community you're in. You may look right. at it and say, you know what? My community is not in line with my life purpose and my life mission. My community has different values than I have. They're draining my energy. And so if those things are happening, you may have to make a very difficult decision to start minimizing the time and effort that you put into that community Mm -hmm. and start seeking out another one. And this single step could be the biggest differentiator for some of you out there. If you just look at the fact that you either don't have a community or you're in the wrong one and you take steps getting to the right one, it can have a significant impact on the trajectory of your life. And so we just really want to encourage you in that because uh, life is better together. We're stronger. We're faster yep. together. And if you're just like that flock of geese, you know, that is flying through the sky, if you get a community together and you're flying in that V, uh, you're just going to go faster and farther if you do it together. And we just want to encourage you in that here at the Improver Network. Well, this wraps up our second part of this three-part series, and so we hope that you'll join us on next week's episode as we really get into coaching and how if you combine the right content with the right community and the right coaching, how that that trifecta can really just supercharge your results and help you to improve uh, even better in the areas that matter most. But thanks again for joining us, and we'll look forward to chatting with you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network. And connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.